Hi, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Timeline. This is a show where we're going to examine the timeline of sci-fi and fantasy films, movies, some of the books, starting from Disney's Golden Age. We're also going to be doing weekly reviews of new shows and movies, starting with What If on Disney Plus when that comes out in August. So subscribe to get notified about latest episodes. Um, but today we're going to start with the beginning of the Golden Age. Um, but I'm Lindsay. And my co-host here is Scott. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm really <laughs> excited about this because it's been a long time since I've watched like any of these movies. So getting to go down this memory lane was... It was almost nice. And then like some movies, I was just like, <laughs> no, we. I kind of wish we'd skipped some of these movies. I hear you. And it had been a long time for me, too. And... But what was really interesting watching all of these movies in the Golden Age was how viscerally I remember seeing them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I definitely watched these a lot, but I haven't seen them in 25, maybe 30 years on some of them. Like, it's been yeah. a really long time. Oh, yeah. It had, it's guaranteed it's been at least a cool two decades since I've watched at least Snow White and honestly, probably any of the. The last most recent movies that we've put in here i think same i think at least 20 years on all of them i don't think i've seen any of them more recently than that i yeah. well okay actually i take it back i've seen fantasia more recently than that and we'll talk about that when we get there um <laughs> but otherwise <laughs> it's been at least yeah. 20 years um, i mean they're just they're not rewatchable like a lot of them, and i hate to say that because they are classics but i feel like a lot of them just are not like dude we should put this on right now Unless it's, well, like, your absolute favorite movie. Like, I get that. But I've never been, like, I really want to watch Pinocchio right now. <laughs> no, that has literally never happened. Um, never sat down and just wanted to rewatch these movies. It's it's always, it's always, like, for a laugh or with Fantasia, like, let's get fucked up and watch Fantasia yeah. is a thing that I've done. Right? Yeah. Like, that, I, I, Fantasia I've seen pretty recently, and we'll talk about it then. But, uh the other ones, no, you would never just put these on and 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 Snow White right off the bat, it's like just the, the sound of her voice is is just a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like it, as soon as the movie starts, it's just so they're so old. Oh, the style is so old. I'm really glad you said that because I like I was trying I was really trying to be nice while I was watching this, but I was just like, dude, I'm kind of glad. With Emily, we'll get more into this a little bit later, but I'm really glad that she was under the contract she was under, uh, Adriana Casalotti, for like yeah. her voice acting and everything. Because, oh my God, that was. Because you didn't want to hear it anywhere yeah, else. I was, like, I was just <laughs> like, no, I don't think I can keep going with this. Um, I think that's fair. I yeah. really do, because that's immediately how I feel about it. So, should we, should we jump into Snow White? Let's go. Let's get right okay. into it. What is the year? What right. year is this? So it is 1937, but the movie went into production in like 33 or 34, I think. Mm. So it it took like I think it went into production in 34, and it took three years to make. Um, so it's it's two years before the start of World War II. Roosevelt is president. The Oscar goes to a movie I honestly don't know that I've heard of called The Great Ziegfeld. Um, I've never heard of it either. I feel really bad. No idea. I'm sorry, Mom. Same. If you know what that is, but. Yeah, same. I was, I have no idea. But Snow White was the top grossing movie. And Snow White actually made money, which is something we're going to see in the Golden Age where a lot of these movies were the top grossing. 
but did not make a profit. And so it was a wild position for Disney to be in. But Snow White ended up costing, I think it was a one and a half million to make, but it made back like seven or eight million. So Snow White actually did really well. It's unheard of for the time for a movie to cost that kind of of money. And yeah, it's the middle of the Great Depression. Like no one's got that kind of cash. Exactly. The fact that anyone paid to see a movie is incredible. So yeah. Um, and where we are in the timeline, so it's it's the first ever Disney movie, and it is the first fully animated um, feature-length film, but it is also the first Disney movie full stop, which I did have to look up, because I, I questioned myself for a second if there was a live action of some kind that took place before, but this is the first Disney production yeah. film. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, like, the live action stuff, and I'm sure I'll have to research this when we get into like the the, the live action films and their, their shows and everything. But I'm pretty sure that all started around like the late 50s, early 60s when he was doing like Davy Crockett, Old Yeller, um, you know, stuff like that around the same time that like the Waltons were popular or like... Um, mm-hmm. What's the most popular one? Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. yeah. And then... And when did we get... Mary Poppins because that's one of the other that was in the 60s that was in 64 so I think there were a few more before that but yeah we'll have to look at that too because I don't know that we're going to cover that much of Disney's live action um, you know in these days oh yeah yeah there really wasn't anything he was obsessed with animation he wanted everybody you know he wanted animators to push themselves Um, and the the coolest thing about this at least in my opinion is um, there was no precedent for this like this was new everything they did was cutting edge brand new no one had ever done it before uh you know you had animators teaching other animators who were then taught by those animators like hey this works this doesn't work let's keep trying this let's do that like it's crazy disney created the the multi-parallaxing or like the multi-layering uh scene like it's the, this, ca- the what's it called the multi-layer camera yeah the multi-layer camera and like every yeah. movie in the golden age uses that and it's it's amazing to watch because you're just looking it's like you're walking through the forest because these layers are moving out of the way and it's uh it was it was it's awesome to see now that i kind of know a little bit more about how the technology works yeah it's really cool how they did it and and so to kind of explain for everybody it's like layers of images and they would take a picture and then move one of the layers away and take another picture and so it gave it this like 3d look that you see in the openings of snow white and pinocchio and all through bambi um, like all of the forest scenes in bambi yeah so it's it's anytime you see this like 3d kind of look in these old movies from the 40s and 50s is that multi-layer camera and some of the the plates that they used to make these were huge. Like they weren't just like the little things that when you picture a Disney animator working at his desk, like some of them were really big. So it took a really long time to do yeah. this. It was like not an easy thing to do. Yeah, they were which like is the why size it took of coffee tables. And yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. Three years to do something like of that magnitude that again had never been done before. And you know, it, it goes on to win an Academy Award. Which actually I didn't know this. Uh, at first, I thought it just won like the Academy Award for Best Picture. Um, no, no, it, it didn't. I know it got it got like some special award for new technology and like yeah. adaptation or something like that. The year after, 
or what is it? Pinocchio actually won the Academy Award for a legit category, but Snow White, I had always thought was had won Best Picture, so I learned something new today. No, yeah, no animated film, fully animated film, has ever won Best Picture, and we'll talk about it when we get there. But Sleeping Beauty, no, sorry, sorry, uh, Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. and Up are the only fully animated films ever to be nominated for Best Picture. And I think that Inside Out was robbed. And we'll oh, talk about yeah. that when we get there. Yep. Absolutely robbed. It should have been nominated and won. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really interesting that you you have this animated category now, which obviously didn't exist in the 30s when Snow White came out. But maybe yeah. we'll talk about that in an Oscar show because I kind of hate that. Yeah. Personally. I, I, no, I totally agree. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, on the the last kind of thing on the timeline here is just to contextualize for everybody. Disney does have these eras, starting with the Golden Age. There, then there's the wartime films, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, or the Dark Age, the Renaissance. Everyone's kind of heard of, and so we'll be kind of talking about these movies in the context of what age they're part of. Mm-hmm. And the Golden Age is Snow White through Bambi, so the 37 through 42 is the golden age so it's only five movies it's actually really short for what it is i was actually surprised that it didn't encompass like cinderella and i kind of thought peter pan all those are silver age movies which surprised me i know yeah it's well and those are the ones that most people would go to first as like the more well-known films right and like i i think it's kind of weird not weird i i think it's just interesting that we would refer to some of these like lesser popular films as the golden age because like Mm -hmm. everyone loves cinderella everyone loved peter pan and it just it's interesting that these are not you know touted the same way that some of the more popular films are as far as like how we classify the ages or everything i just think that's really interesting right and when did walt die oh man i used to know this by heart because he's one of my uh he is one of my personal heroes. Let me look this up. 66. 66, I got yeah, it. December. Yeah. So, 66 would have been kind of in the middle of the Silver Age after mm-hmm. Mary Poppins, but right before the, and during production of The Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so that's interesting, because I, I think The Jungle Book might actually end, come towards ending the Silver Age, possibly. Yeah. For sure. That's the start of the Dark Ages. Yeah. So there's, it's interesting watching that timeline and how it, how it lines up with Walt's death because it starts to get bad after Walt dies. It gets rough for a little while for Disney. Oh yeah, yeah. It's chicken without <laughs> it's a tail. It's not great. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. So I think I want to hear your plot summary for this movie. I like if you were to explain this to some. I want to see like how you would break this down for somebody so yeah i mean in short snow white it's the evil queen gets jealous loses her the constant validation that she gets from the magic mirror which we are going to talk about because that thing is wild yeah and uh decides to have her murdered brutally and there (laughs) snow white holds up with some dwarves snow white gets extraordinarily lucky and isn't buried alive and that's that was my big take was this is really like snow white is lucky as hell Mm -hmm. like she's basically domino in here like she does nothing to solve this for herself she just gets lucky it is just so yeah the evil witch tries to have her killed and and fails and also dies horribly 
She does, actually. I think it's it's really interesting, and I'm glad we have a category for it later on, but she literally has one of the more gruesome Disney villain deaths in, like, in any of the movies, like, even to now, not just, like, yeah. the older films. Um, I do think it's really interesting that we spend honestly more time learning about the queen than we ever do about snow white by far yeah we we know she's vain she's like heartless and she rules this kingdom everybody like basically listens to her the king is clearly gone um but all we know is that snow white is like made to be a servant also, I feel like I need to point this out because a lot of people don't know this. And I didn't either, and it kind of blew my mind. Not only is she the youngest Disney princess in history, her relationship with the prince, who does not have a name, um, is the biggest age gap of any Disney princess to their uh, love interest. He's 31. So Tell me how this is canon. Like, where where are we getting this information? Is it in the original Grimm's? Is it is this Disney canon? It's Disney canon, yeah. Because so <sighs> it's crazy, right? What I know, and like, and now like when you think like about it, like you hear her sing, and you're like, okay, yeah, she's clearly like a teenager. She's a little kid, and it makes sense that she falls in love with the first person that's nice to her. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But like. <laughs> It just well, but also I I also want to point out like this movie opens with Snow White at the wishing well, which I like want to draw attention to, yeah. and she wishes for her love and she sings her little song and I actually did not hate this song I don't the either. the wishing well song yeah. I think it's kind of a great first Disney song, it's cute and it's short and it worked for me, mm -hmm. but Snow White in a world where magic exists because let's be real about that mirror yeah snow white makes a wish into the well for a prince to come and show up for her and he does he hops over the wall within five seconds of her making the wish oh, so yeah. to be fair i'm kind of like i might fall in love with him too even if he is just yeah. the first dude to be nice like he did that seems legit right yeah i mean it's <laughs> to like, give her credit <laughs> she just she, she's even still singing the wish when he pops up with his yeah and i ha again i think this is really funny his poorly animated face like yes. i don't know what they did or didn't do with him but they just did not care about his Lowest animation budget in the movie oh my god i loved it i was laughing every time i saw it because i thought i think one of the coolest things about the animation for these early films is there's so much detail that people just don't put in other films now like every single character in snow white has different colored eyes and individually colored eyes snow whites are like this reddish amber which kind of freaked me out when i first saw that um, yeah. the queens are green the huntsman's eyes are green too actually um, and every dwarf this is like a little fun fact if you didn't notice this but every dwarf except for Dopey has brown eyes Dopey is the only dwarf with blue eyes because Dopey is the best dwarf he and is we're the gonna, best like, dwarf by far the best dwarf like he's I, yeah we're gonna get there mm -hmm. he really is the best one and I so good for Dopey <laughs> oh yeah a lot of the, the dwarves really do look alike and I think 
they get their differentiation from like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're sneezing or they're passing out somewhere or they're whatever it is, and they're they're their adjective, right? But they're animated really similarly. They have a really similar look. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like it's what is it? Sneezy and sleepy. Like, except for one not having a mustache and one having a mustache, they almost look identical. Yeah. And Sleepy has his droopy eyes, right? Yeah. So we know that he's tired. Mm-hmm. And Grumpy kind of has another, he has a really um, particular look, too. Like, you can yeah. always tell who Grumpy is. But Doc, who I always think of Doc as being like the main dwarf. Yeah is like indistinguishable from the other dwarves like doc i i don't know like he and bashful could be the same except bashful's blushing like they all their adjective gives them a a, a specific look their name but otherwise they all kind of look the same except dopey who is the most hardcore dwarf yeah like he's the best one. Oh yeah <laughs> but i as for going back to the queen though and kind of knowing her the best like you were saying agreed the start of this movie i mean it is like four minutes before snow white's lost in the woods and oh yeah we do get more time with the queen snow white just kind of makes a wish and the queen has this moment with the mirror which i want to go back to because what the hell yeah how is she she is making the shittiest use out of this mirror just to worry about whether she's the hottest one yeah like (laughs) what I feel I'm like sorry. There, I don't understand why we don't use, um, and I looked it up by the way because uh, we were talking about it the other night. Um, her name is Grimhilda, which is wild to me that she has a name. I know it's the evil queen in in all the descriptions, but okay, yeah. Grimhilda, it's sure. crazy. Um, yeah, but do she? Do you think that's a retcon? Uh, probably, unless it came from <laughs> the original source material, which I couldn't find anywhere. So I, I think have it in the Grimm's and I didn't get to Snow White uh, and Red Rose. I read, uh, we'll get to it, whatever it's called, Snowdrop. I read Snowdrop oh, and not okay. Snow White and Red Rose. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, no, I just, I think it's crazy that we don't use her as the prime example of both vanity and narcissism. Yeah, I agree. Like, How is that not a it, thing in society? She, she's the perfect, it, it, the mirror can show her anything she asked for anything and i do it just it blows my mind also i'm why how how did she come there are things about this movie that i want to know that i'll never get the answer to how did she come by this mirror yeah did she have the king killed so she could rule alone like well, and she also has this lair, right? That she has to access by boat, like it's the fucking oh, yeah. river Styx. Yeah. Like her, she has dead dudes down there. Like they show skeletons hanging out of prisons. Like she has an evil guy lair. So mm-hmm. I suspect that she did kill the king. And I agree. I want to know more about this. I want to know where she got the mirror. And, and what I really want to know, like my biggest question about this whole thing is the political machinations because Snow White, walks away from her kingdom just oh, yeah. up and what she just is like fuck it and goes with the king like she's a princess and she just whatever this kingdom is just doesn't care mm-hmm. and if the if the evil queen if Grimhilda 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 yeah it fits, Grimhilda but, here like, yeah. if she murdered the king why isn't she using the mirror for political gain or for like to further her like why was the was the king prettier than her see that's that's the thing like is this 
when you boil it down, this is like the most simple Disney plot of any of them. Next to maybe Bambi. Um, Maybe. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it literally is just this chick loves herself. And, oh, no, this little girl is prettier than her. Quick, let's kill her. That's it. That's that's like, that's it. Yeah, let's kill a 14-year-old kid because I want to be the prettiest thing in the world. And what I don't understand is if she's got all this magic and she clearly has this book like her skills extend beyond just pure magic she's got alchemy skills she's freaking um you know she's a well-established sorceress she can very clearly communicate with animals or even just this crow um yeah and i i don't understand why we she would just settle for wanting to be the most beautiful you know person in the land i think that is why if the king is killed by her i think that's how that's why she he she killed him yeah it has to be right yeah Um, unless this is low-key like just her side mission like this is the biggest thing that ever happened to snow white but for the evil queen she's oh yeah and also by the way yeah right like and also i don't want anyone to be hotter than me but she's (laughs) low-key doing all these other things to like take over the kingdom i mean end of the day had she lived she still would have gotten the kingdom like at no point does snow white be like let's go check and make sure like does snow white even know she dies i don't think so i mean you would have to think they tell her the apple yeah she's she's asleep yeah nobody talks to her she wakes up and she's like oh dope my prince is here by dwarves she gives zero shits about that oh yeah she's just like disappears to go to his kingdom yeah so it doesn't seem like she cares. Like, had had the evil queen lived, she would have just continued on, oh, like running that nation. So maybe this was like a side mission for her, and yeah. she's art, or it would. I don't know. It's weird though, and and she does have. We get like a really good close up of that bookshelf with her like black magic mm-hmm. disguises is its own book. Yeah. She is black arts and black magic as two separate books and witchcraft, and I just. I just love how much this could be Draco Malfoy's book bag oh, if all it's the author's so, names dude, were alliteration. It's so good. <laughs> if they had actually, like, it's the forbidden section of the Hogwarts library on one 100%, shelf. 100%. 100%. It's the restricted section together. She's <laughs> just running it. Like, she, and there's no... It's awesome. What I, what I, the other thing I think is interesting is we only ever see four humans in this entire movie. Right. The queen, the huntsman, Snow White, and the prince. So I would think it stands to reason that she could just, she either has no security or very lax or loose security. So if someone was like, like, yeah, like if she was, if someone was so inclined, they could just wander through the castle and happen upon her, you know, her lair. Obviously, like it, she's got to get there by boat or whatever. Or no, she uses a boat to get out. Yeah, I don't she know just how she gets in. Stairs. We see that yeah. she takes the boat out. It just she just go down the stairs to get in. I think so because she. So she, the boat's her, like a secret exit. Yeah, it's her castle. secret way out. Which now I want to so know why she had that. Why did? You know what? Maybe that. Uh, why was that built? I don't, I don't know. What is the use of that? <laughs> like, <laughs> she has a dungeon down there with dead people. Like it's really wild, and she she has the huntsman 
so the huntsman the huntsman takes snow white out to like pick flowers right yeah. and then is sent but is supposed to be there to kill her and then can't bring himself to do it and he brings like a pig's heart back because he's supposed to bring proof that snow white is dead yeah and he brings back a pig's heart right and whatever her name is Grimhilda. <laughs> thank you keeps that shit in a wooden box in her lair and is like walking around with it oh yeah and that is dark it's a dude, and- <laughs> it's a trophy to her and that's what like it just goes back to the narcissism thing like she she keeps it because she's like i succeeded ha 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 and then the mirror's like gotcha bitch like no you're way off yeah yeah <laughs> I, I just I think it's I think it's a huge disservice to this movie that we don't just m- tell people that are narcissistic they have a, a Snow White or an evil queen complex I agree and I think part of the reason that that's not the takeaway that we get is that like the movie doesn't really tell us that that's the moral of the story like it clearly should be oh, yeah. and is like that's what this is about but at the same time, the bulk of this movie is taken up by Snow White and the dwarves working hard, which I want to talk about because I was really, it was weird, and um, and becoming friends and coming together. It was like really wholesome and traditional. And mm-hmm. the bulk of this movie is just them kind of hanging out. And so it makes it hard to like see the message about narcissism because I'm like, what the most of this movie is telling us is that like it's good to do a hard day's work and come together at the end of it and everyone does their part and we all sing and dance yeah but see that's even that is like such a loose it's nothing yeah like i i wanted to put it when i was taking notes when i was rewatching it i wanted to put like this is the because every disney movie has has a message Mm -hmm. and i just couldn't i couldn't latch on to one that made sense other than don't be so self-absorbed because she doesn't do anything to build a relationship with the prince they literally meet for 42 seconds yeah and then i don't even know where he goes (laughs) i i don't right right like why is he gone why (laughs) why isn't he where did they're in love now apparently so why isn't he with her at all times why aren't they hanging out why doesn't he take her then why is she still hanging out of the castle yeah what is she doing like picking flowers and thinking about it but i mean i guess we see that in sleeping beauty too right like they meet and then he dips out and she like picks flowers and then all hell breaks loose for her so it's this is like the first time we see that but not the last but it's it is weird like he he just is gone and Timeline wise, I guess she's only gone for a day, right? She's not even gone overnight in the movie. Yeah, so she so the queen sees the two of them and she alerts the huntsman, like, hey, I need this taken care of. So I would imagine it's the next day that he and Snow go into the woods. Yeah. And then it's two days later no it's one day later because she falls asleep and then they come home yeah it's but it's weird right like she falls asleep and she takes a nap yeah. like it's not that's not an overnight because they're still at work right yeah because they're gone so that she's got to be there in the middle of the night and then arrive and her first thought when she gets in this house instead of being like dude i gotta go to sleep i've been up and someone tried to murder me 
yeah. um, is, you know what? I think we should clean the fuck out of this house. <laughs> the house is nasty, man. Like, yeah. This whole thing is, is wild. There's this really crazy, like, I guess, a gender commentary about, like, men in cleanliness or dwarves in cleanliness i'm a little unclear what we're trying to get at but it's like she gets in there and the place is fucked and it's just it's like a bachelor pad kind of feel like she comes in here and it's like they need a woman to keep this in line like what's wrong with these guys and she invites literally the entire forest the entire forest comes in to help her and what i think is really interesting is when when they've completed and she's asleep and the dwarves come home they're pissed (laughs) they're pissed dude that the cobwebs are gone and someone's cleaned out the coffee cups and i'm just like what i thought you were gonna say the animals because when the animals hear the dwarves coming they oh they're gone yeah they're gone like they know they're not supposed to be in there doing this they know what they're doing is wrong yeah they are actively in there breaking a rule that they're aware it's of. It's the Disney princess singing spell. I mean, Snow White started it. The whole trope of being able to talk to animals and get them to help you clean whatever the hell you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And, and I did have a note about this, too, that these guys are like that every Disney movie has some kind of like animal friend and it starts oh, yeah. in the very beginning. But that these guys don't talk, but they definitely understand Snow White. Like they are mm-hmm. taking directions. Yeah. And we'll see it evolve in Cinderella when like Jack, Jack and Gus are talking, but the birds don't see, right? Like they kind of like draw a line on this a lot in Disney. But that line is so (laughs) up and down because like Cinderella can understand Jack, Jack and Gus, but not the birds, but then she can understand the birds, but the birds can't speak English. Like, and the cats don't talk. So it's not as though there's like an evolutionary uh, hierarchy, like the evil, like Lucifer, the cat, <laughs> oh my god! Which we'll discuss when we get yeah. there. Doesn't talk, but the it's I. It's, so it's interesting seeing where they draw those lines. We're going to talk about that a lot more in Pinocchio because yikes. Yeah. But wow. um, right. <laughs> but uh, but in this one, yeah, they don't talk back, but they do take orders really specifically, and they're licking the plates clean. Like part of me gets why the dwarves are pissed. Oh like, yeah. I, maybe they know that this is the only way the house gets cleaned is mm-hmm. by like it, like they're gonna have to do that again because that's not sanitary. Also, side note that the dwarves do not care about being sanitary, and I was triggered through this whole thing. My OCD was through the roof at Sneezy. Everything that Sneezy oh, does God. in this movie. Not okay. Sneezy needs a mask. Bro. Sneezy needs... <laughs> Coming out of the pandemic, I have never been so pissed at at a Disney character in my life than watching Ever. him just sneeze. Literally, Kamehameha sneeze all over these dudes. And they're just like, ah, that's our Sneezy. And I'm like, no, dude, seriously, all of you need to like take a shower and he needs to be murdered. I wanted to bathe in Purell. He sneezes so hard, Dopey gets blown back six feet. And I love me some Dopey. That was like really, I feel like Dopey's gonna end up on a respirator after this. Like I'm worried (laughs) about this. Like it was, it was really tough. I, I really, and, and, and then it was like, you know, they, they get back and they're pissed that the house is clean. They they don't love that, which I get because when people move my stuff around and clean it, yeah. I, you know, you don't know where anything is. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're real pissed. Like, I'd be happy someone did my dishes. Oh yeah, for sure. But, I'm like, wait, what do you mean somebody swept? <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Like, well, but also somebody broke in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but is it the, really the breaking in? Like, the doors just I don't know. open. 
Like, it's just there. And to be fair, the animals literally led her there. True. So, like, like, they would get help. Like, it was a good place to go. Like, these were good dudes, but the animals bail as soon as they hear them coming back. So I'm like, what's it? They clearly didn't want to be there to see the dwarves come home. Yeah. But, But they find her, and this weird commentary on cleanliness continues because... They're all like, she's so beautiful that everybody's fine with her being around, right? Which Mm -hmm. is an ongoing trope that everyone just sort of falls in love with her instantly because she's so gorgeous and fine. And they're like, all right. And to be fair, she's a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, I'm not at risk. For sure. I think her age definitely plays into it. I think the dwarfs are like, dude, like, yeah, she's the princess, but also like, she's a kid. We need to take, like, she needs to be protected for sure. Um, and obviously the forest is not the safest place. And no. like they seem to know, like as soon as it's said like the queen's trying to kill me, they are they're like, Oh, we get it. Yeah. Like that sounds legit. Nobody for a second is like thinking that she's not a bad guy. So Well, and that's the other thing that like I don't get. Does the whole kingdom know that she's like a crazy evil queen? Or is it right? just the animals and the people that live in the forest? Or because they no, were like so, on board they were like dude okay 100% we can see that happening when she's like it's the queen had tried to have me murdered they're like oh, yeah I mean you're dumb for not for thinking sure. that they question it 0% yeah. and interestingly in Snowdrop so in the originals there's Snow White and Rose Red which I did not reread for this but have some tidbits about and then there's Snowdrop and mm-hmm. it's they're really similar stories and in Snowdrop the dwarves explicitly live in a different kingdom and also oh. are not surprised when they hear about this when the, when it's like the you know the queen's trying to kill me right. also she's my stepmother they're like that tracks so in both stories there's no question about this and in snowdrop it is explicitly another kingdom because that she she tries to kill snow like three times in that book or that story and at one time she comes home she asks the mirror you know who's the hottest because that's important and um and it says in this kingdom you are but in the other kingdom where the dwarves live not so much because snowdrop's still alive and she blows a gasket so it's i wonder if there's a political thing happening there too which just makes me more curious about what's going on politically here like, yeah, it does, <laughs> do like, they all get it? They just the are, yeah, no one questions anything. They're just like, well, she's 14. She's got to be telling the truth. Like, come on. They, no. Well, and maybe they've heard horror stories. Oh, like, yeah. Maybe the queen's not. I mean. Clearly people have gone missing that. in that dungeon. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. This is not the first time that she's she's had this. We've got to kill that person thought. There's and no maybe way. Maybe it's not the first time that that person has come to the dwarves. Like the animals lead her there. Oh yeah. Like maybe they're running some kind of like underground railroad to get <laughs> get out of that <laughs> kingdom. I don't know. Like that could be the first stop on you know Handmaid's Tale style. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Well, and like, <laughs> do they? How do they help them though? Because they're just the song even says it. Hi ho. They don't know what they're digging these diamonds and these jewels for. So yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk about their work days. Yeah, it's, yeah. What are they doing? I don't know, but they have. I mean, okay. My my initial take on it is that these are just Tolkien's dwarves. You know, which before I, we even go further, I I I want you. I, we need to discuss dwarfs and dwarves. Yes, please. Because <laughs> it every time I typed it. 
every time. It tells me that dwarves is wrong. But dwarves yeah. is right. And I don't... Is it because dwarves is the name? Like, that's, that's the identifier? Or... I think that I mean it's so dwarfs was spelt with an F until Tolkien and he very specifically was like no this is spelt with a V dwarves V-E-S right like wife and wives yeah exactly and he made a big deal about it and it was like a whole situation on the Hobbit was was published and that is the correct way to spell dwarves but I think maybe like if we looked at the OED it might not be I think that that's our Tolkien brains and our nerd brains yeah. telling us that it's spelled that way because mm-hmm. I put it that way in my notes as well and it was not impressed and the movie is, is with an F the title of the yeah. movie is spelled with an it's F Snow and White I don't care because it's just dwarfs. wrong yeah, which is which is weird. I think I used to call them dwarps when I was a, a little kid. <laughs> That's awesome. When I, first, I called the dwarps them, uh, or something like that. I called uh, shit. What is it? One hundred one Dalmatians. I called them one hundred one Maldations. Which Maldations. As a kid, I'm like, that's hilarious. But as an adult, I'm like, you're just skipping words. How did my parents not think I was dyslexic? Or you're like yeah, swapping you're just, letters? <laughs> like I'm a fucking idiot. You were. Yeah. <laughs> That actually it's kind of a red flag for you. I know, and no one for thought anything of it. And <laughs> they're like, wow, no, he's fine. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah, definitely definitely dwarves and uh, and spellcheck can go to hell. Oh, you know, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. incorrect. And they, so, but they're also very, like, these are Tolkien dwarves, and I like to think that, like, their own kingdom, like, this is Erebor, like, they're, because they're just, they're just, like, gluttonously mining, they just want gems, they just, just because it seems to bring them joy, like, I don't know what their economy looks like, like, but, yeah. I mean, it must give them riches because we see what they're pulling up is like really incredible. Like, actually, the animation on the gems was cool too. Yeah, like, it was really good. Pretty. Yeah, they and it's really like good. it's not like I mean, obviously not pulling shit like the Arkenstone or whatever, but they've got like right. <laughs> mountains of rubies and like diamonds and stuff. And yeah. low key, like my OCD brain, I was kind of like, the diamonds wouldn't look like that. They're not diamonds. Don't look like that in the wall. But right. <laughs> they're not perfectly I mean, cut already. But I'm not. It's a eighty year old. None movie. of it. But yeah, it's but but and for kids and fine. And it looked good. It looked really pretty. It was very glittering caves. Mm-hmm. Like and Gimli would have been proud. Oh yeah. They had a shitload of gems that they had just in like they just like put it in a closet. Like there didn't seem to be a processing thing. It was just like yeah. cool. Ours hoard this. Put it in this closet. And Dopey just hangs the key on the wall. And I'm I'm over here like okay. So this is a different kingdom. There's some political stuff to consider. But the evil queen isn't trying to go after this. Like why isn't it mirror mirror on the wall? Who has the dopest diamonds? Yeah, for real. Like, where's the where's easiest the biggest to rob of them all? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> she could literally fund. Oh my god! Like with that with that mine alone, she could have funded. I don't even know how many conquestal escapades. Like it just—it's so crazy to me that they're not doing anything with it, and they clearly don't want for anything. Like it, yeah, they, no, they're fine. I just I feel like it's such a waste, and I'm watching that like, bro, I'll take one of those. <laughs> like, give me the key, yeah, Debbie. I'll, I'll I'll help you out, guys. If you don't know what to do there's with that a stuff. Whole, there's a whole side movie waiting in the wings here about robbing the dwarves. Oh my god, I know, I know. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> of side movies, I wanted to say this earlier, but I 
if you aren't aware, this is the only Disney classic besides, I think, Pinocchio that did not have some kind of straight-to-VHS sequel. Huh. Mm-hmm. You're right. There is a sequel made called Happily Ever After. It is another animated feature, and it's one of my sister's favorite movies. Um, and it's actually one of my favorite movies to make fun of. Uh, and it's, it's about Snow White and her meeting the seven dwarfs' cousins, the Dwarf Elves. But oh my god. Here's the coolest thing about this, though. The Dwarf Elves all have magic powers bestowed upon them by Mother Nature. So each, Sick. each one controls a different facet of nature. Like, there's a one that controls the sun and can move sunbeams at will. One that can control Earth and, like, create earthquakes and shit. But she ends up spending most of her time, like, playing in the mud. Um, Wait, it's... Is this a Disney movie? No, it's not. And that's what I think is so crazy. Like, it's not a Disney movie. And I, man, I, it's really hard to find. And I'm going to try and like, if there's a way to stream it, which I know there's not, um, let me see. It's a 1990 movie. It came out in the nineties. I wonder if the Grimm's originals are like public domain at this point, and that's why they can get away with something like that because they're changing the names just enough. Yeah, it's gotta be because it doesn't use any like names except for Snow White, and that's a public domain name because she that Snow White is used in con- like thousands of other stories and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating i i i hadn't thought about that that they don't have the straight to dvd sequels because mm. even bambi does which we'll talk about <sighs> it and technically even fantasia yeah, has a yeah. sequel in fantasia 2000 mm-hmm. so yeah you're right all of those old ones do that's wild yeah i think snow white and pinocchio are literally the only golden age films that don't have a sequel i know dumbo does or I think Dumbo does. Dumbo definitely it does. Yeah. It does. And thank God for that with Pinocchio cuz I know that, we didn't need yeah. more Pinocchio. We don't. It's we have exactly <laughs> more Pinocchio yeah, already. As than much we Pinocchio need. as we'll ever need anyone will ever, ever need. <laughs> um. but, but so I do want to talk about this this work dynamic with them though. Yeah. Um that that we get this really interesting parallel and I think at least one of the only times in Disney that I could think of off the top of my head where we have back-to-back musical numbers with nothing in between, no no dialogue, yeah. not even really a fade scene, like just back-to-back we get Whistle While You Work, which I kind of love that song. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it is what it is. It's great. Yeah. And we talked about how weird that scene is, right? And so Snow White and the animals clean the place up. She passes out on like three of their beds upstairs. Um, and then the dwarves, we immediately go into hi ho, which is it's home from work we go, not it's off to work we go, which yeah. which even is is sung differently in some later Disney stuff where they represent it differently, and it's weird how that's absorbed into the zeitgeist as it's off to work we go, but it is home from work after they finish. You know, Dopey hangs the key right next to the the door to the gem hoard because who gives a fuck? Well, but and don't they say? <laughs> Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> Don't they sing It's Off to Work We Go when she kisses them all goodbye? They might for a hot second. Yeah. I, I think they might. And like the primary musical number is It's Home Oh, yeah, It's Home from Work. Cause they, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're leaving. And they're like, we right. don't know what we dig them for. We dig, 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 dig. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to sing We're just doing it. this for shits and giggles. Yeah. 
Here we go. Yeah, they, they do say that though, right? Is that the lyric? Yes, it is. 100%. So I, I think it's really interesting that these, these two songs that are super iconic from the Golden Age and specifically from this movie in um, Whistle While Your Work and Hi-Ho. And mm-hmm. Hi-Ho is arguably the most famous one. But they're oh, yeah. right back to back. It's this really interesting juxtaposition of like, they're both working their asses off. They both put in like a good hard day's work. Yeah. And I just found that to kind of come out of absolutely fucking nowhere for me. Like I'd never really noticed that before this rewatch. And I'm like, isn't this movie about narcissism? And this is where I really was like, this juxtaposition is so intentional. And I couldn't decide if it was like a gender thing, but like they both are working super hard and then they come home and, and they throw a big party. Like Snow White's like, no, I'm going to cook for you. It's cool that I also cleaned and I'm here and they throw a big party and they have a great time. And they have this reluctant hand-washing thing that again, COVID (laughs) and I'm like, Oh my God, you guys like, please just please God douse grumpy. Also they scrub their heads with the same brush that they brush grumpy's mouth with. (laughs) <laughs> and also the floor, I think. And the floor. Like, dude. <laughs> come on. It's the least sanitary thing I've ever seen on it, screen. Like, there should be a warning uh, for that. That like, should Disney be the, yeah. That, that should that be the, should, the initial warning and not the, like, the tobacco use or the, you know, like, mild violence or whatever. It should be like. This one, did this have a warning? No, all? it doesn't. It's pure G. Yeah, it's There's, just go for it. They should yeah. have a warning. This is not healthy habits to teach kids. Like yeah. this is a bad precedent. It was not okay. But, but they. It's just so wholesome, and it's it's like most of the movie. Yeah, is them doing this and then going to sleep, and it's just like I just don't know what it has to do with the message. Like all it really does is build up Snow's relationship with the dwarves, I guess, which is important because then they like care about her and don't bury her alive. But. I, I don't know. It was just, it seemed like a huge part of this movie on something that felt really off message. And yeah, then they really have didn't this, do anything. Yeah, and they have that really long dance scene with no lyrics. It's just everybody, they're just partying. They're just straight up partying. They are. Like and that's minutes. the thing. Like, now the animals are allowed inside the house and they're hanging out with them and shit. Or no, they're yeah. watching them from the window. Yeah, they don't want to, they know not to come yeah, in. They know I feel like somebody got shot at one point. Yeah. For sure. There's a Bambi crossover here that no one needs. <laughs> that no one's ever seen. <laughs> or asked for. That's what Snow White really is. It's the prequel to Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we never see man in that's, Bambi. Yeah, we don't see man because it's, yeah, and that's, well, I mean, if they're that lackadaisical with their hygiene, it now makes sense how the forest fire started. God damn it, dude. Okay. Everything's coming together. I honest to God think this could be the Bambi prequel that <laughs> nobody knew existed. <laughs> <laughs> Holy it's, shit. I mean, the the animals are sure trepidatious of the dwarves, though. But Oh, yeah. But yeah, this whole scene was just totally weird. And it just, I just, it's just weird to me that it's most of the movie. That's what I didn't really know what to make of. I think it's a big, big thing for me with it is it doesn't. <sighs> It doesn't add anything. It doesn't move anything forward. It doesn't... We don't learn anything about any of them. We don't see anything differently. We know that Snow White is chipper and she is beloved by all who know her, which is a direct quote from Sleeping Beauty, but whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We know that the dwarves are like now bound to protect her and they're like a giddy bunch, you know, but first of all this scene just went on for way too long Mm -hmm. just it just oh my god 
and I think it was I think it's something from like a production level like the early Disney films have this knack for put for exerting music over dialogue yes Walt preferred this yeah strongly I was reading or watching something when uh, when I was doing the Bambi rewatch and kind of like looking up Bambi stuff that he thought Bambi had too much dialogue which is ridiculous uh, yeah there's at least I think almost 10 minutes where no one says anything in this movie or in Bambi in this movie in this jeez yeah it's it's ridiculous and I like it I mean they it kind of it it makes Fantasia make sense mm-hmm. right like why did any like who is Fantasia for why did why did we want to do this like that kind of makes sense they right. really liked the music piece and also the that kind of Disney's history prior to Snow White what well, was Mary these, Melodies and you had yeah you. you had like Steamboat Willie and uh shit what's the Steamboat other one Mickey isn't it is it Steamboat is Willie it, is it Steamboat Willie there is also a steamboat Mickey though, right? I don't know, but yeah, it's all it's the merry the merry melodies, and then they were called something too like the the silly symphonies was Walt's whole the whole yeah. deal was how he got started with these silly symphony shorts that were just like like Fantasia, right? But like five yeah. minutes long, exactly. Um, yeah, and that's where all of this kind of started. So it makes sense that the score gets so much presence in these movies and the music. But it was it was weird that musical scene with no lyrics for like like legit. It was like seven or ten minutes mm-hmm. of this was weird. Uh, so Steamboat Willie was a nineteen twenty eight eight minute short. Okay, and it was titled Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse stars in Steamboat Willie. So this was when Mickey was like Mickey was playing a character like it was just meta yes. as fuck from moment one. Yeah, exactly. Hundred <laughs> percent. Walt. Yeah. Walt was great, <laughs> dude. He knew what he was doing, man. He was ahead of his time, and everybody knew it. And they were just like, dude, "We're gonna ride this guy's coattails for as long as we can." Way ahead, like that's that's incredibly meta for being like that's really bold. That's like, man, that's it's very sort of dc of him to kind of jump into this like really meta commentary without the universe that's what i think is so cool is he started this and then you see it all the time you see it in every muppet movie because when they run the credits yeah. and the the best example of this is my two favorite um uh muppet treasure island and uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. It's, you mean the objectively best Muppet movie? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't even know why I even said my favorite because everyone the should know best. they're the best. Yeah, the best. Um, <laughs> the opening credits are Kermit the Frog as um, Bob Cratchit. So they right. treat like this. They treat the character of Kermit as a real person, and I think that's what's like so great, especially and then. The, but it always started with Mickey being in these movies as someone else. And you know, they do it in Fantasia too, huh? Isn't it like, like they they refer Mickey to Mickey is, as like the actor? Yeah, like he's, he's the yeah. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Well, and that's yeah. and we'll get into that when we get to Fantasia. But Fantasia is the only Disney movie that does not have intro and exit credits. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's yeah, so they don't really put any of that. We'll we'll get there because I have some questions for you about that actually. Yeah, but. Uh, 
but yeah, that meta stuff with Mickey is fascinating. And that is, that is what led into Snow White, right? Is it, all of this came from music. Disney really mm-hmm. came out of these really musical roots and it, and it shows and it stays with it. But Snow White has some weird ones. <laughs> that's the thing like the music is great don't get me wrong like every disney movie has has a banger or two like yeah but when i think about snow white i honestly only ever think of hi-ho and it sucks because like someday my prince will come is the first song we hear that's the wishing oh well song God. um <sighs> and well well, no, I mean, technically it's two different songs. It's the wishing well, I'm wishing for my prince. No, no, because it leads right into Someday My Prince Will Come. I think they are separate. Like, the wishing well is Snow White's I Want song, which is something that every Disney princess has, yeah. I think, without exception. The o- then this is the OG I Want song. Like, I, I Just Want a Dude. Is It's the most basic I Want yeah. song that there is, too. And... Um, and then someday when my, my prince will come, I think, I almost think she's like singing it when she's picking flowers. Like there's a little bit of a she's transition. She's humming it. Yeah. She's humming it when, when she's picking flowers, but yeah. Cause she's singing it. Okay. Yeah. No. So you're right. You're right. Cause she sings, um, someday my prince will come and then she sings the wishing well song. Cause that's when the prince comes. Yeah, I yeah. just know that she is. I'm wishing, I'm wishing, and it yeah. like the well echoes at her in mm-hmm. the very beginning, and it's a different song. But then, then we get someday my prince will come, and honest to God, I hate this song. I actually kind of do too. I've heard like I countless have. cover versions of it, and I still am just like, no, this is not. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. <clears throat> Despite Hi Ho being like a pretty good song, none of these songs are topping anybody's like charts these weren't like my top five these weren't even like my top 20 favorite disney songs and i have a playlist on spotify um uh, you know just called disney hits i don't think i have any snow white songs on there and there's at least 70 songs on my playlist because they're not good like they're iconic and i think that's the thing they're iconic but they're not great yeah and i think for us as millennials they just they stick in your head Mm. like i just know them deep in my soul but it doesn't mean that i like them now or ever really did they just are kind of like part of fabric of my life because it was just on on vhs just for the whole of the late 80s and 90s like an early it just was on so it just it just (laughs) sort of sinks into your being i think like they're not these are nobody's favorites but but I will say like my low for the movie is someday my prince will come like I hate yeah. it. I just I hate that she has this hang up on this dude she's met for thirty seconds and her stepmother is actively trying to murder her and take away her kingdom like yeah. she is like I'm right like fuck my kingdom fuck my home fuck my birthright I'll go take let's be your queen instead of like queen over my own like she's a sovereign. Yeah. And she just immediately is like, yeah, I am so hung up about this. This is my whole game. This is like that. <laughs> the only thing that we know that she cares about is her prince. 
That's all that we know that yeah, Snow White cares about. And wants. cleaning, which, you know what? Good, because the dwarves are fucking nasty. They are. So good for her, Snow. But, well, and what's so <laughs> funny, what I think is so funny about the progression of the story is if you just watched the Disney version, you would think like, oh, it's a Cinderella type deal. Like the evil stepmother right. makes her clean. No, in the original Grimm's story, she was a princess. She wasn't yeah. put in rags and made to wear these god awful clogs that she wore at the beginning the of the clogs. movie. Dude, oh, I was like, oh my god. It's like I love Crocs, the shoes. Like I own <laughs> two pairs. And even I was like embarrassed for her. I was like, come on, dude. Like, this is so ridiculous. And you don't see him again. Like, you don't, like, she, there, she's only wearing them at, in that one scene. Like, the what queen shoes doesn't does wear she them. Wear she wears those, movie. like, little black flats. She's little slippers. Yeah. So that's really weird. I don't know what that statement is, but it was one of the first things that I wrote down in my notes is like, what what the hell are these shoes? Was yeah. one of the first things I put down. So I yeah, that, she's it's, I saw that I actually started cracking like, up. What? <laughs> like I don't because they stand out. They're they're not small. They're no. like really like huge clogs. I don't know what animator decided to scrap that. Like somebody somebody quit or or got fired like 15 days into this movie and someone else was like nope just like that's not what we're gonna do we can't have I, her tromping through the forest in clogs right <laughs> was, and she was cleaning the whole castle in clogs but you're right in the in the original she is a princess and also in this like it's not as though she was like not in line for the throne you know mm -hmm. what I mean like in yeah. Cinderella I can see that like like biologically I think Cinderella's in line for the throne but the stepsisters are like totally gonna get put in that spot they make that really clear like Cinderella's getting fucked over we're, we're like really clear on that but where like Wait, what's happening like to Snow White Cinderella like she's in line was a princess yeah cause she was her father was the oh no her father was like a lord yeah Cinderella her father was a, a duke a princess you're right you're right or a count he was a count or a duke because so she, she they're just like really well off but no it was her whole thing was a big deal to marry the prince because then they became royalty and that's why the stepsisters were like dude we gotta get this shit done you're right about that she was aristocracy but she wasn't mm -hmm. in line for the throne but, exactly. but snow white is i might be yeah. thinking more of like sleeping beauty was mm -hmm. right she was born a princess yep. she was born a princess yeah snow white is born a princess and she's just like whatever fuck it i don't care because she yeah. wants this guy that she met 30 seconds ago and again i get that like she's kind of going with the wishing well here like that's yeah. legit like, now I that you made that point too, like I'm, I'm super here for it. Is like I made this wish, and maybe like here I he was, is. Oh my god, he's right here. I have to go with this. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, wouldn't you? Beggars can't be choosers. I made the wish. You know, like, <laughs> she's in her, the back of her mind. She's like, son of a bitch. Why do you look so weird? <laughs> if I'm right, just and even in the end when he comes to rescue her, the animation is. Like, oh, it, I couldn't think of a good example, but you see this a lot in animation where, like, if you look in the background, people look like shit, but, every, but like, the, the main characters get more money in their budget. I can't think of an example, but, God, oh. this isn't the first time that happened. They do it all the time. If you look at yeah. the, the birthday celebration in Sleeping Beauty um, or uh, the, the crowd in Hercules... Oh, that's it. The crowd in Hercules is yeah. a great example. Yeah. As Even it gets higher up, it's like shittier. 
Oh, yeah. You can see, like, yeah, like the, I think uh, Ready Player One even has some great examples of this, where there's some side characters that they just were like, Mm. nah. Well, yeah, they're like, fuck it. No money into it. Yeah, the prince got the short shrift in this movie. (laughs) 100%. Like, uh, there's times where he doesn't even have a nose. And it's like when he turns, and you're like, I mean, was this supposed to be like a straight on shot? Because he's got dots on his face now. Like, he looks like Voldemort. And why are his lips so red? They're so red. It's not okay. I there's a hygiene problem. There's some kind of there's something happening that's not great for everybody in this kingdom. And it's the prince is wild. Like watching him exist. But if I'm 14 and I wish in the well, and like before I'm even done with my wish song, there's a dude there. I don't care that he's 31. Like if I'm 14, I buy that. Like I would. I I get it. I mean, that would probably be. But I just hate that she's. I get being into that in the beginning, but if since then your stepmother is like literally trying to have you murdered. You would think that'd be kind of like a priority at that point. Maybe deal with that. Don't be like, oh shit, the guy woke me up. Let's go with him. And like, oh wait, no, I have an entire kingdom to deal with. But no, I don't, not really. She's still singing Someday My Prince Will Come, like before she's poisoned, but after she's at the dwarf's house. So it's like she knows this is happening. She's yeah. in imminent danger. She's like in hiding. And she's like still singing this asinine song. And that and I hate it. <laughs> I'm just like No. <laughs> Pull your head out of your ass. You're in danger. Like get she, Well, and that's the thing. Like I think a lot of it is her naivete and her just blatant trust. Yeah. She didn't think anything of it when she was out with the huntsman he was like oh i'm gonna murder you oh wait no i can't do it run and then she gets to the dwarf's house and they're just like hey we'll take care of you like we're gonna protect you and she's like okay i'm good then i'm solid and then and then this okay this was like my big turning point she trusted the animals to lead her to safety right when she's lost in the forest right like she's clearly communicating with them she trusted the house they brought her she trusted the house that the animals brought her to she's like she understands they kind of she has a loose understanding that like they have her best interest at heart yeah why does she berate and kick the animals out when they attack the queen it's It's the first time she's ever seen the animals get aggressive and protective and she's like hey don't do that not oh something seems off here i mean i get she's 14 and you don't really have that kind of like perceptive skill and again this is just going back to her like i'm answering my own question like right now but like right she just has this like i don't know if it's a need but like this obsession with trusting everybody i think the message in this movie is don't eat shit strangers give you seriously Check the rappers like, on Halloween, kids. This, check, there's yeah, a PSA is, in this episode. Then, yeah. I wonder if that's where that comes from. Like, I just, like yeah, definitely check the rapper. Yeah. I also think, like, the queen, to her credit, does the apple in such a way in Snowdrop, not in the movie, mm-hmm. to be fair. But in Snowdrop, she poisons the apple in such a way that she's able to take a bite out of one half. Oh yeah. Like she already like Game of Thrones style, like she already took the antidote and she's mm-hmm. like, it's safe. And in Snowdrop, she comes like and I think also in Snow White and Rose Red, she comes like a few times with different things that are to try to kill her. Yeah, and one so of there's the things, three assassination attempts 
Yeah. Originally. And Snow still trusts. Like you're yeah. saying, like it's just who she is. She just goes with it. One of them, she literally asphyxiates her with her corset. She ties it so tight that she passes out dead and the dwarves have to come home and, and get her out of her corset mm-hmm. for her to wake back up. It's ridiculous. And she just keeps trusting them. They come back over and over again and she's just like, oh, I guess it's probably fine. And well, she took a bite out of one half even though there's been three assassination attempts back to back every day while she's been at the, at the cottage and she still goes for it. So She's kind of an idiot. She kind of is. To be like, I'm like, not, yeah, I'm done being nice about this movie now at this point. Like, I just. Snow White's a dumbass. She is a dumbass. And what I think is so funny is of all the major, like, changes from the source material, from Grimm's to the movie, which we know that there are major changes in every fairy tale Disney made based on a Grimm's tale. Little Mermaid is the biggest one, but. Um, right. The biggest change is, first of all, in the Disney movie, Snow White is asleep after eating the apple. Snow White is asleep for a full year. That's in a the year. movie. Is that movie canon? Yes, she is asleep so for a full year. She's ridiculous. fifteen when she gets woken up or whatever. Um, and they've just been coming and crying in front of her for a year. And then the prince is like, oh, wait, I met this chick. I forgot. Let's wander through the forest. Maybe we'll, oh, shit, there she is. Um, I didn't realize it was a year. Like, yeah. when you were saying before, like, where's the prince at? Why doesn't he come to find her? Like, I'm like, well, it's a few days, right? Like, he does. No, but she's asleep for shit. a year. Well, and that's the, so that's the major difference. He kisses her because the book tell the book tells the, uh, the queen loves first kiss not loves true kiss not true love's kiss just loves first kiss so he could be yeah (laughs) just the first kiss and that wakes her up in the original grim tale she's asleep for like 10 years she's a full-fledged adult and the prince happens upon her and the dwarves crying at her coffin and he's like we need to try and find a way to save her help me carry her to my castle and as they're carrying her, I can't remember, it's either Dopey or Grumpy trips and she falls from the coffin and the piece of the apple is dislodged from her throat and that's what wakes her up. Which, that's crazy, yeah. right? That like CPR could have saved her. I know. Like, I, just basic <laughs> lifeguarding skills and she could have yeah, been right? totally fine. Your summer at water country could have solved <laughs> that. Like, it's like, <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, 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 and so is there no true love's kiss in, in the original Grimm? No. It's just, she, it no. falls out of her throat. Like, yeah, that's she crazy. literally falls out of the coffin. And, and he so tries to kiss her and nothing happens, I think. So I think like in in all of the versions of this, in both the Grimm's and in the movie, um, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit, sorry. The uh, prince is useless? The, well, first of all, the prince is useless. Oh, no, what I was going to say, okay. In all the editions of this, it's like the it was never really a foolproof, like, let's kill Snow White. Like, oh, if yeah. the plan is she'll be, you know, buried alive, well, she was dead for a year. She wasn't getting food or water or whatever. She wasn't woken up in the movie. Mm-hmm. She doesn't die. So, like, how long, like, is was the queen's plan not to kill her? Why doesn't the apple just kill, kill her? her why yeah. is, and, the, and why? This is what is fucking crazy to me. Why? If the queen is, like, only loves true or first kiss can wake her up and... 
of course, for the most beautiful woman in the land, and that's why we're here, folks. We we can't imagine that would ever happen. She's like, no, that's ridiculous. Like, that's fine. Like, she'll totally be dead. There's no love's first kiss here. And I'm like, the whole thing is, what? Of course, she literally even says that. She says that when she's like, I can't leave anything to chance. Um, Let's see if there's like a way out of this. She literally reads from the book only a kiss or love's first kiss can awaken the person and she's yeah. like well there's no reason to worry about that and everyone yeah, watching this is like are happen. you dumb yeah she saw the prince in the yeah. first scene like, she's she was literally watching this. them like it's it's insane her plan makes no sense no yeah, but she, but because Snow White's a fucking moron, it succeeds up to a point, right? So it's like she, and, and what my favorite thing about this, I, I really stuck out to me because I'm really like obsessed with the wishing well as a character, is when the queen shows up in the movie, she tells Snow White that it's a wishing apple and that if she makes her wish on the wishing apple, oh, that yeah. it takes a bite, that'll come through, right? And I'm like, man. You, this girl knows Snow White. Like she knows how to get yeah. her. She remembers how much time Snow White spent at the Wishing Well. Like Snow White buys that immediately. Like yep. she's like, yeah. And so I, again, I kind of get it. Like mm-hmm. everything in this that's totally ridiculous is explained by the Wishing Well somehow, which is and like, yet crazy. <laughs> her wish came true. What the fuck else is she wishing on? Like, I wish I for, for fi- more to- like fire-looking clogs. Shut the fuck up. Like. <laughs> She, <laughs> she, her wish came true. This just like well, the, I think at the end of this, it comes down to why did the prince not take her away right there? Yeah. And why? <laughs> where did he go? I just don't. Where did get he it. go? Well, and maybe that's what she's wishing for. And the apple is like, I wish for him that, to come back. <laughs> like come back. Yeah, yeah. Like the fuck. I thought like what happened? To my other wish. Like I wish for my wish to be like. Like, I'd want to renew my subscription <laughs> on my last wish. <laughs> she only got the free trial of the prince. She wanted, yeah. like, the full thing. <laughs> she needs to upgrade to premium right Premium now prince. Prince now. Prime. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. I think that might be what happened here, though, because it's it's really weird. Yeah. And then, but I really liked that, that she really manipulates the shit out of her. And she knows oh, yeah. exactly how to do it. And then, like, we get this amazing climax that was for sure my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. When I think the animals alert the dwarves, right? Yeah, they're going to get cool, them from the mine. It's like a cool bonding moment for them because they've had some ups and downs in this movie together, yeah. right? And, like, so they come together and they come hauling ass back from the mine. And even though I know she's going to bite the apple and I know she's going to, like, that's the point of this movie and I've seen it 10,000 times and, like, yeah. I know that. I still almost didn't expect it to happen because I feel like in a Disney movie today, like they would have gotten there in time. And it, they were, I was like yelling at the TV. I'm like, fucking run, dopey, like get Dude. back. He's riding a deer. Yeah, the seeing Doc so on that high. deer, I was like, this is sick as fuck. Fuck Rohan. Right? This is dope. <laughs> this is the riders I want to watch. Yes. <laughs> it was just, on deers. Yeah, exactly. Well, and what is it? In Lord of the Rings, they ride rams, right? It, well, okay, in The Hobbit. Well, yeah, in The yeah. Hobbit, because they don't have... In yeah, well, yeah, because Gimli rides with uh, Legolas. That's right, I forgot. In the dumpster fire that is The Hobbit movies, <laughs> yeah, they ride a CG ram into battle at Edoras, at, at, Edoras, at uh, Erebor, which is just insane. But 
but these are the ones I agree. This is what I want to see. Like I was really rooting for the dwarves to get there on time. I genuinely think like you don't see that in movies these Mm -hmm. days where that fails, you Mm -hmm. know? Well, and here's the thing I also didn't get when the queen first leaves with the apple, she sets out to poison snow white. Those vultures follow her. Oh my God. They were so creepy dude. But like, they so are and i think they're the model for the the vultures in uh splash mountain which we'll get to that yeah um we'll talk about those a little bit more when we get to princess and the frog because that's what i was gonna say yeah for those of you who don't know um splash mountain is actually under construction right now and is being changed from song of the south to princess and the frog Mm-hmm. And I am very excited about that. It's actually one of my favorite, uh, low-key favorite Disney movies. Um, I'm excited to talk about that one, too. I and I I do think that that's what these vultures were kind of the mm-hmm. template for, though. Because they look, they look great. They're terrifying. And they do follow her. And and then she gets this, like... It, what, do the dwarves chase her? Like, they find yeah. Snow White dead and they go for revenge. Like, well, just... She revenge. Yeah, but how do they know where she went? Like, she just runs away. She's like, oh my god. And then they're like, the there she goes. Let's get her. The yeah, the animals follow her. Um, yeah. And then... Yeah, I mean, we... Dude, there, we can't... We can't not talk about the absolute massacre that is the queen's death. It just... Yeah. Oh my god. It's honestly, it's it's probably one of the top five most gruesome deaths because it's not like Gaston where he falls into the black, but you know that he fell to his death. Mm-hmm. No, she fell, likely broke all of her bones and then was fucking crushed. Yeah. Like, and, dude, come and on. And the vultures circle oh, yeah. and go down to get her. Like, mm-hmm. it's explicit that she gets eaten by the vultures yep. like immediately. And I also really liked just what a, a whoopsie Gollum death this oh, was. Yeah. Like, I couldn't not think about Gollum in this because mm-hmm. she, it's like she avoids being hit by the rock that, like, they try to get her, I think, or a rock mm-hmm. falls and she avoids it. And she's dancing on the precipice of this cliff, like, fuck you guys, I win. I'm going to go back and be the yep. fairest one of them all. And then falls, right? Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't get knocked over. She straight up trips, doesn't yeah. she? Well, if. <sighs> I th- she either falls or the the face gets uh, struck by lightning, which is pure fairy tale. That because if be you're scientifically inclined, you know that that couldn't happen like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's where I'm going to start looking for realism in this movie yeah, is the fucking right. lightning rods. Um, <laughs> but it's just like it's honestly it's. Obviously, it's one of the the Disney movies you or Disney deaths you don't see, and most of them are like that. Although you know, we see Maleficent get impaled, we see Ursula get impaled. Impaling is kind of like a huge thing in Disney. I was gonna point that out when we get to the Little Mermaid. Like, there's a lot of yeah. that that's happening, and like, and yeah, she doesn't. She just eats it. She just yep. goes off the edge of that cliff, but it is a total massacre, and it's like she came so close to succeeding here. Which I thought was yeah. crazy, like really close to to winning. Because here's the mm-hmm. thing, because Snow White doesn't give a fucking a half about her her birthright. 
as princess. Yeah. The queen could have had, like, all she had to do was leave Snow White alone and she could have had everything she wanted except not to be the prettiest, which again, it's like, what the yeah. fuck? You had, you had it all. She could have just left Snow in that other kingdom to go, you know, hide in the woods and, and, and nobody cares. And like, and Snow White, when she wakes up, doesn't care about going home anyway. So she had that kingdom like that. That bitch was hers. Oh yeah, she, she, she was she locked was so up. Man. Yeah, she was ready to go. If she hadn't stayed and gloated, I, I honestly, I firmly believe she could have gotten away with it. If she yeah. hadn't stayed and laughed and been like, ah ha 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 ha, like done her vi- like she didn't oh, yeah, even have she- that much of like a villain monologue. Like, oh yeah, we, I, it's we get a little bit. From her, I guess. Do we, I think we kind get a little bit talking, of an exposition dump at some point. Yeah, from her. early on when she's talking to the mirror, and then again when she's talking to the crow. It's when we see her lair. Yeah. She does that a little bit, but yeah, she doesn't. She does stay in gloat, and she doesn't even do a whole big. There's no dialogue. She just is like cackling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's over. She's and just done. She was so close, yeah. so close. But I really think she was a great Disney villain. Like she, I do too. Yeah, she, she was, was smart. Terrifying. She was vain, but she was smart. Yeah. And like you yeah. said, she knows. She knows Snow White. She knows what's gonna get her attention. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. She just. She was right there with her the whole way. She was one step ahead of her until she just thought she'd won. And both of her images are really like. Iconic. iconic i think yeah. yeah like you can you can kind of picture both of those images of her as the queen and her as the the witch or mm-hmm. the hag or whatever yeah and i thought she was great even though when you think about her she makes absolutely no sense oh, um yeah. but she came close she did a good job um i'm trying to think what else here what else we have to say about snow white so I'm actually interested to know what you gave it out of 10, like what your personal rating is for Snow White. And when, so like when I did mine, I had to take into account or I had to leave out that it was the first feature length film because I feel like that would have made me grade it a little bit higher. And mm-hmm. I had I had to like remove that to remind myself like, no, I have to grade this as a movie not so much it's like importance to history which again my my grade kind of did take that into account you know it's the first full-length feature animation i get it but i'm interested to because i actually didn't look at your notes i wanted to i wanted to do oh, it live it? no <laughs> so i it's it's really funny that you kept that out of yours because i kind of included it in mine like it gets a lot i put in mm-hmm. like it gets a lot of credit for being the first but i also because i think we graded it pretty similarly i gave it a five out of ten because i think it's it fascinates me for being the word the the first and it gets a lot of credit for that but i also think like it has the characters get no character development and and disney takes some really weird mulligans here with Mm -hmm. like the singing and dancing for seven minutes with no lyrics um you know that i also kind of had to take points off for like Snow White never interacts with the evil queen except for once she's already in disguise. They never, they oh, do yeah. not they, have they a relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I, who knows what Snow White thinks of her stepmother? Nobody, except we know she's in rags. They can't be, you know, bosom friends, but we don't know that. We never see them together. We just see the, the evil queen being kind of a bitch about her and we don't yeah. see anything else. So they take some weird mulligans there. Like that doesn't really happen again in Disney. 
um, that I remember. But the plot is is kind of hilarious, and the dwarves are funny. Like I think some of the dwarf stuff still holds up. Um, overall, I think it's like an enjoying watch. Like it's not a slog for me to watch, except that one dancing scene. Yeah. And any time that she sings, someday my prince will come. So overall, <laughs> I gave it a five out of ten. Um, yeah. Tell me about your rating. I mean, I'm I'm basically right there. I gave it a five and a half uh, out of ten, and I gave it that extra half because yeah, it was culturally significant. It was a big deal at the time. Um, and this was definitely like, I wa- this was one of the first Disney movies I was shown hundred percent. Like I, yeah. you know, and I, we watched this all the time when I was a kid. Um, but unlike movies like, you know, you know, major powerhouse movies like sleeping beauty or beauty and the beast snow white isn't even a great love story. Right. There, there's no, we don't, you know, there's no build up to how they met. It literally just happens right then before our eyes, and then she's like, "I'm gonna go with this guy." There, it, there's, and there's really no definitive message in the movie. Like, it's not a caution. It, I, you could say it's a cautionary tale against the dangers of vanity and narcissism, but even then, like we just said, she, she is ninety eight percent assured to win this. Yeah. And it's her own like folly that screws it up, and it just you know. I five, wonder if, five, she, five, if five. she needs her own like Maleficent style movie. So, here's the problem: I love Maleficent. Maleficent is my favorite Disney villain of all time. Angelina Jolie did a she was the perfect person cast to play Maleficent she had the the voice down she had the laugh she looked the part and then Disney was like hey what if we made literally one of the most villainous Disney bad guys an actual hero like a sympathetic character yeah (laughs) and I'm like oh okay but maybe don't do that I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen the Maleficent movies and I know that I would love them because I agree. Maleficent's like the best Disney villain and I just never got around to them. And I will for when we get up to Sleeping Beauty, I'll watch them Mm because I really want to see what what they did with that. And I just like feel like the evil queen needs like a similar treatment because there's a lot going on here. I would be surprised if she didn't get one. Yeah, I would be surprised if we didn't get one that explains like why she's on her own. Or well, I mean, so we had the live action one with Kristen Stewart and uh, is it Catherine Heigl? I don't know. No, it's Charlize Theron. Like, did Disney make that movie? No, they did not. That was Snow White and the Huntsman. And that was okay. So yeah, we got Snow White and the Huntsman. But like, I just I want Disney to tell me. I'm like, that's great, and this is like a public domain Grimm's tale, and I'm sure there's a million interpretations of it. But I would like for Disney to come in and tell me this is what the fuck this person is about because yeah. it is ridiculous. Like that's, I think that's been our biggest takeaway here is just that I don't even know what the message of the movie is because they're giving me so little on the evil queen who I really think is like the most interesting thing happening here. And we're yeah. just, we need, I need we more get, of that. We get nothing about it. Nothing. I, um, I really want to see her build the lair. Like I want to yeah. do this, like I want to do like a better call Saul style prequel where we get to see them yeah. like build the lab. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm super (laughs) here for it. Um, But yeah, I think as far as this episode, 
uh, we're done. I mean, from both me and Lindsay, like, we hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did or pretended to because I barely could get through this movie. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, go ahead and follow the channel if you guys enjoyed, uh, you know, and be on the lookout for more episodes. But until then, stay nerdy. Thanks, everybody.